A quick message before you listen to this podcast. Due to the COVID-19 outbreak, it was recorded remotely and not in a studio. You may notice it sounds a little different to normal. Hello and welcome to another of our Boys Turner Employment Group podcasts. I'm Emma O'Connor, a senior associate within our employment group, as well as heading up our HR training academy. We have been receiving a number of emails and calls from our clients during this difficult time. And I am also aware that there is a lot of information out there about how businesses are dealing with the current COVID-19 outbreak. I wanted to try and pull together this advice as well as giving HR and employers some useful and practical information about steps they can be taking now to protect their people and businesses. This is a high level overview and my intention is to update you on other issues as we move forward. So do keep looking out for our podcasts and our online publications. Before I start, I wanted to say that every business and every situation is different, so you will need to take your own advice or take different steps or approaches. This is an overview, as I've said, and not a definitive guide. I also want to say that my summary is based on Public Health England and the government advice as at the 17th of March 2020 at three o'clock in the afternoon precisely. I say this because the situation and advice is rapidly changing. Also consistent with Boyce Turner's policy when giving comment and advice on non-specific issues, we cannot assume legal responsibility for the accuracy of any particular statement. In the case of specific problems, we recommend that professional advice is sought. So our first podcast asks, how can we support our business staff, customers and guests during this time? The key messages that I want you to take away are that we need to be vigilant, we need to prepare, and we need to be as flexible as we can be in this developing situation. So what could this involve? Firstly, keeping up to date. This is keeping up to date with information from the relevant government departments and ensure that this information is communicated to your staff as well as to others who might visit your site or office. The next advice is to know your teams. Those of you who have listened to my podcasts or attended one of our training events will have heard me bang on about knowing your teams and your people. But now is a really important time to keep up to date with information about your workers. For example, have they traveled or been in contact with a suspected case or do they have any underlying medical conditions? I know there have been articles written about don't forget data protection, and I know this is last on the list, but just some practical things around keeping medical information confidential, secure and up to date, remembering the principles around data sharing. Such sensitive information should really only be disclosed to those who really need to know about it. But again, talking to your people and explaining to them how you might use this information is important and should allay any fears. Next, remember health and safety obligations. Employers must take reasonable steps to protect the health and safety of their staff whilst at work. And this includes any visitors or guests when on your site. And this should really be at the fore at this time. 
The best way to prevent infection is to avoid being exposed to the virus. And Public Health England recommends following general cold and flu precautions to prevent people catching and spreading COVID-19. Of course, there has been new guidance about self-isolating from the government if any family member has symptoms, as well as information for those who are over 70 or those with underlying conditions. Employers might also want to look at practical things such as cleaning rotors and perhaps cleaning communal areas, surfaces, doors, buttons, handles more frequently. Ensuring too that staff have adequate washing facilities and again making sure that we communicate these obligations and health warnings with staff and visitors etc. Under health and safety obligations, employees also have a responsibility to take reasonable care to ensure that they do not endanger themselves or anyone else affected by their actions at work. So remind staff of their obligations. In extreme cases, a failure to adhere to your health and safety or emergency policies is a disciplinary offence. It might also lead to other prosecutions under health and safety laws too. Next is risk assessments. These are a general health and safety obligation for all staff, but particularly at this time. Staff who have cleaning responsibilities, public or client facing roles, or who might be in other roles which could increase their risk of infection or spread would need particular attention. Identify where the risk areas are in your business. Pay attention to staff who might fall into one of the high risk groups or who might be pregnant. And this is really important. Once risks have been identified, employers can then understand what practical steps to take to reduce the risk both to the public and to their staff. Next is to have a health emergency policy. So a clear workforce policy or statement which deals with emergency health procedures Communicate all relevant emergency procedures to all staff and ensure that your staff are properly trained to your emergency processes and again ensure that the messages are understood. Also, it's an idea to make sure your managers know how to spot the symptoms of COVID-19 and again that they are clear on the relevant processes. Also, make sure as a business you are joined up and acting with one message and one voice. Linked to this is around contingency or continuity planning. And again, assess your business's own level of risk and exposure and also make sure that your contingency plan is communicated to your key teams and individuals across the business. And again, this will vary from business to business and role to role. For example, those in client public facing roles may have to take extra care and be extra vigilant. If you are proposing to ask staff to work from home, again, how is this to be achieved? What are the risks? And I will be talking about working from home in a later podcast. Next, we need to think about our resourcing and developing a flexible resourcing strategy. This could involve identifying your core roles or possibly a skeleton staff or looking at those within the business who have transferable skills, and also identifying whether any staff could be trained in different areas of the business to provide short-term cover. Staff could be asked to work additional hours to cover sickness absence, but again, we need to pay attention to working time and the working time regulation limits. Also look at other ways that the business might be able to be staffed, again, to ensure business continuity. 
The next, and this is really important, check your contracts of employment or work. What do these say about staff working in different roles or different locations? How much flexibility is there within your contracts to change hours of work or to ask your staff to work from home? What do they say about holidays? And also, is there anything in there that talks about layoff or short time working patterns? Also, check your sick pay and your sickness absence reporting procedures. And I will be talking about these issues in my next podcast, but it's really important now during this preparation phase that we really check to see where our flexibility lies within our contracts of employment. Some clients have set up a task force, so they've appointed either someone or a panel within the organisation whose responsibility is to keep up to date with information and again ensuring this is disseminated appropriately across the business. And creating that single point of contact to perhaps liaise with Public Health England or local health providers is, again, a really useful thing to do to ensure that you've got that consistency of approach. And again, it may be wise to include somebody with responsibility for contingency planning and again, to also ensure that those messages are joined up. Also, think about adopting a common sense approach. For example, ensuring that there is sufficient soap, tissues, that bathroom facilities are properly cleaned and maintained. Other things like communicating with staff about risks and taking personal precautions, particularly with around disposing of waste appropriately. Again, putting up health notices around the workplace, not just for your staff, but also for any visitors or guests would again be sensible. And employees will need support to adhere to the recommendations to stay at home and to reduce the spread of the virus. So, again, think about how we can maintain that contact and communication with our people during this time. And again, you know, on that theme of communication, it really is key to ensure that you've got those pathways, those methods to communicate with your people, not just to find out about their own health and their own situation, but also to keep them part of the business to feel part of their workplace community during this really difficult time. We need to be flexible and I do add the caveat that we need to be as flexible as we can be in this situation which is changing rapidly. If we are going to think about asking our people to work from home, again we need to think practically about this, how can we support our people, does home working really work for all and again thinking about our processes around health and safety and also employee well-being. Remember too that your people, clients, customers and guests will look at how the business has handled this situation. So it is a time to think long term as well about your brand and your loyalty to it. So the key messages from today are around knowing your teams, knowing your people, keeping up to date with the current guidelines and guidance and specific sector advice. Also to ensure that you communicate this with your people in a common sense and measured way, reminding employees of their obligations as well to protect not just themselves, but also their colleagues. And also at this stage, our preparation stage, it's about checking your contracts before then we can move on to discuss what options that they might give you. Now, this concludes the first of our podcasts. 
As I said, I will be recording further podcasts where we'll be looking at more business critical advice around pay benefits and looking about the options that we have with regards to working from home. As ever, thank you for listening. If you have any questions, then do contact me or my team. But please stay safe and look after yourselves and others.